Good morning, church. Let's stand and sing together this morning. We're so glad to be in his house today. Well, I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn. Till I made I was breathing the night alive And all my failures I tried to hide It was my turn Till I made called my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into your glorious day you called my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into Jesus, when I made you, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, into your glorious day, you called my name. was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan, now you call me a citizen of heaven. I was broken, you were my healing, your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open, cause when you call my name.
How many know that breakthrough's coming? Amen? Breakthrough's coming. Breakthrough's coming to break us out of the old season and into the new. Breakthrough's coming to break us out what have held us up. Breakthrough's coming to move us into a place of revival. Amen? Breakthrough's coming. And we've got to stand by faith. And you know what? I've been reading about faith over the last few weeks. It's just been something God's stirring in me. And there were people in the Bible who didn't have their own faith, right? The man who was let down through the roof, who was let down by the faith of his friends. The centurion who went to Jesus servant was healed by the faith of him and not his own so if you don't have your own faith find you some good faith-filled friends and let them stand with you and pull you up and lead you and stand with you and let lean on their faith amen this is the scripture the lord gave me for this morning ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks will be opened. Or what man is there to you, who if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to good, good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? Some translations of this say, keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on searching. Don't quit, don't give up. Keep on doing it till it comes, amen, because God's got good things for his people. He has good things to send to his people. He wants to give you good things, amen, so don't give up. I feel like there's someone here today that the enemy's been putting in your ear. You can't have what God says. You'll never make it. You're not good enough. You can't, you can't, you can't. God says you can, and his word says you can so cast down those lies of the enemy and those voices of the enemy that are telling you that you can't and begin to walk in faith that you can.
have English guests with us. Um, our pastor, Hubert, is here in Indiana with us today to, for the tryout. And we're so honored and excited to have him here. We'll get to meet them in just a moment. Um, I think it's important for me to say that when we decided to bring the Style family here, that it was a unanimous decision from the board. And we've had a couple opportunities on Friday and yesterday to meet with them. And there's just been a bonding process. And um, God has been with us through this, um, you know, through, through this search. And um, we feel stronger and better about our decision being here now that we have met them personally. And um, we just had a really enjoyable time with them. And um, I think you guys will, will too today when you get to meet them. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce um, Pastor C.J. Stiles, his wife Tristan, their children Bailey, Wyatt, Come on, will you stand to your feet? Let's give Jesus, the head of the church, a hand clap of praise this morning. Is that okay? Is that okay? Come on, can you give him your best praise today? God, we honor you. We thank you, Lord. We magnify your name today. We lift you up. Will you lift up your voice this morning? I'm not here to be a cheerleader. You ought to let the praise of your mouth, let it go forth this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. It is so good to see you. You may be seated if you can. Everyone look at me smile real big. Good. It's good to see everybody. So glad to be here. We are here all the way from, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it the great state of California anymore or not, but we are from uh, California. We had a great trip. We came in on Thursday. We flew in. And uh, if you haven't flown in uh since the pandemic has started, it's an interesting process, uh, but we are here. We are glad to be here this morning, and we believe that God has a divine plan. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I want to introduce you real fast to my, to my family, and I'll start with my kids, and I don't, I'm not going to make them say anything. Uh, this is our, our youngest son, Novak, right here, huddled, huddled into his mom right here. He's seven years old. Isn't he a good-looking kid? <laughs> he gets that from his mom, all right? And uh, this is our, uh, our big 14-year-old uh, son, Wyatt. Uh, he grew like a foot during the pandemic. I don't know what happened, but uh, he's gotten bigger than me, but I'm still meaner. So that's, uh, but, it, it, but we are so happy to be here. And he is uh, 14 going to be a freshman, and uh, he loves baseball, and is just an outdoorsy kind of guy, and just, just a good kid, so will you welcome him this morning? And this is my daughter, Zaylee, and uh, she is 15, and she just got her permit. <sighs> That's been interesting. And, uh, and so uh, she is going to be a sophomore this year and uh, obviously driving before too long. She'll be 16 in September. I didn't forget your birthday. Don't worry. September the 18th. And uh, I can't believe she's going to be 16. You know, when you have kids, you don't realize how fast. Everyone always tells you they grow up really fast. 
well, you don't realize it till you're in the middle of it, then, then they're growing up so fast. But this is my daughter, Zaylee. Will you give her a hand clap this morning? And this lady right here, this is my wife, Tristan. Come on over here. And uh, I've been loving her for a long time. Uh, we've been together 20 years, but we've been married 17 years. I know we don't even look that old. Isn't that amazing? And uh, uh, we've, we've just had a, a, a very great marriage. And she is my rock. She is my best friend. She is my soulmate. She keeps me in line. She keeps me in order. And uh, I'm going to have her say something. And uh, she's really not an upfront kind of personality. So this is a little bit out of her comfort zone, but I'm going to go ahead and let her do that this morning. She's going to hit me later, so all right. Can I do it now? Yeah. <laughs> well, good morning, church. Wave at me. Makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> it's super good to be here with you. Um, we've been excited ever since we were offered the invitation to come. The excitement has been building, and so um, we're just so happy to be here with you. Um, we've spent... The last couple of days with your, I think that's my hair, sorry, with your board members and families and a few of your staff, and we've just had such a, a great time. We've, I laughed until my face hurt, and that is a great sign, <laughs> and so you are really, really blessed with your leadership at this church. Um, they're great, and then your praise and worship team did an amazing job this morning. Um, I'm just uplifted in my spirit, and it's always amazing to me, no matter how many times that I go to a new church and stand with, you know, God's family and God's people, and you can feel the presence of God, and it's just always the same. And, I mean, sometimes you feel it a little bit differently, but God's presence is always the same, and it's just that comfort, and it's just, you know, it just makes you feel right at home, like it doesn't matter. And so no matter how many times I feel that, it's just always uplifts me and makes me feel just so refreshed, and so I'm glad to be here with you. God bless you, and thank you so much for making us feel at home today. Yeah, you guys, you guys can be seated. Oh, she has made my my world light up for a long time. I like this saying. She she makes my liver quiver. Still, after all these years, so. Um, but we are thrilled to be here. Like my wife said, uh, we have just been blessed and honored since we've been here. Uh, felt like the red carpet was just uh, rolled out for us, and it's just been a great experience. Um, we got, a got, a got to experience a little Indiana storm yesterday, and so that was a little bit new to, uh, well, not new, but, you know, uh, we just don't get very many storms in California. We don't get very much rain in California. Um, and so that was, that was a little bit interesting last night, but that's okay. How many knows that the rain is good, amen? And uh, I believe that. But we are, we are so honored to be here today. I want you to do me a favor. Just one time, if you can, stand up with me. Everybody stand with me. And uh, let's do this. Everyone, take, take one step to the left. Just take one step to the left. Now take one step to the right. Now sit down. Now, if anyone asks you how service went, you could say the, the preacher moved you this morning. So, you won't be lying, right? <laughs> I got I to do what I can do, right? I just feel the anointing of, of the Lord in this place. I uh, honestly felt the anointing of the Lord last night and just begin to uh, kind of focus 
uh, my attention. And uh, is, it, is it Sister Sula? Is that right? Uh, let me tell you something. I, I love how God orchestrates things. Um, I don't, I don't, this is the first time I've, I've met you, but what you, what you talked and shared about this morning is what I'm going to talk and share about. And uh, if that isn't the Holy Spirit leading and guiding, I don't, I don't know what isn't. I mean, honestly, uh, for a second there, I thought I was going to have to change my sermon because you were going at it pretty good there. I was a little concerned, you know, I was like, ooh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, but uh, if you, uh, I want to talk to you today and I don't want to, uh, we serve an eternal God. And I don't want to be eternal in my sermon this morning. We'll let him be eternal and try not to be eternal this morning. I want to talk to you on this simple subject. Yeah, there's a little bit of static. We're having some technical difficulties. Testing. Praise the Lord. This is the preacher's mic right here. That's what you got to do as a preacher. You got to lower your voice and then you catch everyone's attention. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning on this simple uh, subject of faith matters. Everyone say faith matters. Uh, faith is important. It's an important role in our walk with God. Amen. And I can tell you this, if you amen me, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little bit faster, I promise you. So the more amens I get, the quicker I'll, I'll get through this. But if you sit there like a, like a stump on, or a, log, a stump on a log, or what is it, not on a log, thank you. Uh, we don't have logs in California. No, if you sit there with like a not on a log, it may be a long service. So uh, anyways, but faith matters. Everyone say it again, faith matters. Faith plays an important role in our walk with Jesus. Uh, Hebrews 11.6 says this. And I think she's got it. Can you guys see it up there? Uh, and without faith, it is impossible to please him, talking about God, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Ephesians 2.8 says this. I've got a few scriptures. We're going to roll through these pretty quick here. So it says this, for by grace you have been saved through, right. And this is not your own doing, but it is the gift of God. Amen? For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Two things that our faith does for us, okay? Two things. It allows us, number one, to please God, and it allows us to be saved by the grace of God. Amen? Two things, what that scripture tells us there. Faith also, uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Or in this translation says, says it like this, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. You guys catching the common theme here, faith, amen. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says this, it says what? We walk by faith and not by sight. So it was by faith that Abraham left the land that God had promised him. It was by faith that David went and fought Goliath. It was by faith that Elijah took on the prophets of Baal on that day. And it's by faith that you are here today. 
Amen? Do you believe that? I believe that this morning. Um, and faith, it, it calls us to action. Amen? And here's what I know. I believe as, as believers, and I, 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 I'm, I, I don't want to just assume this, but I believe that most of us here, or a good portion of us here today, are believers. But this is what I know about us in faith, is I believe that we are good at believing, Right? And we're okay at speaking faith, but here's where we run into struggles, is the action of faith is where we oftentimes struggle. We believe, we can speak it, but when it comes to walking it out, that's where we actually have our problems. It's one thing to just speak on something. It's one thing to just believe on something, but it's a whole other thing when you speak it, you believe it, and you're walking it. Amen? I could tell you that I believe, and I'm probably going to get some bad booze on this, that the Dallas Cowboys are a great football team. I knew that was coming. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the right territory. And I speak that into existence, but they haven't been acting like it lately. <laughs> Can I tell you this, that God is attracted to what you believe? He is. He's attracted to what you believe. He's attracted to what you say, how you act on your faith. You want to get God's attention? Start believing, start speaking, start acting it out. You'll catch God's attention. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Do you believe that? I want to talk to you today just on this this matter of of faith matters. And 43 times um, in, in Scripture, the word marvelous appears. 43 times in in, in, in Scripture, and two times in the Scripture, we learn about Jesus using this word marvelous. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So I want to talk about two different kinds of faith with, uh, with two different income, or outcomes, not incomes. Incomes are good, but outcomes. So the first one I want to talk to you about this morning is simply this, and it's marvelous faith. Everyone say marvelous faith. If you have your Bibles, let's, let's go to Luke chapter 7. We're going to be in chapter one or uh, chapter seven, verse one. Excuse me. And when you have it, say, "I got it." See, they got it right there. See, look at there. Luke chapter seven, verse one, and this is the story that uh, Sister Sula was talking about earlier. She mentioned it. And I just, thank goodness she didn't go into it says this, after he had finished all his sayings in the, hear, in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum, where a centurion and a servant who was sick and at the, at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. So the centurion, there he is. He has a servant, and the servant is near death, and the centurion really, really loved this servant. Okay? Well, when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him, elders of the Jews, asking him to come and to heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. He built us a church, so we like this guy. And Jesus went with them when he was uh, not far from the house. The centurion sent friends saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I do not presume to come to you, but say the word. 
Everyone say, say the word. And let my servant be healed, for I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, now listen to this, he marveled at him. And turning to the crowd that followed him said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. I want to talk to you a little bit about that word marvel. The Greek word for marvel, uh, which is thalmazo, is how you, how you pronounce it. It's not really how it's spelled. Uh, my Greek is really not that great, I'll be honest with you. But marvel it means this, to wonder or to be astonished. Have you ever been astonished? Have you, have you ever looked at something and just marveled? And just wondered, how in the world, what in the world, how is that possible? And it means to, to be astonished. Notice the people in the village... They actually love this centurion. And this is not a common thing because the centurion here is a Roman person who was set over them. He was the occupying force over them, ruling them, had, was basically the person that would tax them, tell them what to do. It's amazing to me that these people had some sort of relationship where they cared for this, this centurion. Now, he wasn't a Jew. He was a heathen. He was a Gentile, Right? And so, but it's amazing to me that they actually had this love for him. So the guy that was collecting taxes from them, they appreciated him. How many of you love the IRS? You're afraid to say because it's going to be on podcast, aren't you? Don't worry, they aren't listening, I don't think. <laughs> he did, however, you know, and he built, them, he built them a place of worship. So he cared for them, right? So they loved him. So Jesus... On his way up there to see the centurion, he basically, the centurion sent people out to meet him. And I, I'm amazed by the centurion's faith here because he's like, you know what, Jesus, you don't have to come here because I know something about you. You're a man of authority. This is, this is amazing to me. You're a man of authority, and I understand something about authority because I'm a centurion, and this is what I know about you, Jesus. When you speak something, it happens. And just like me, when I tell someone, when I tell one of, my, one of my men to do something, when I tell them to go jump off the cliff, they go jump off the cliff because I've made an order. And when I tell them, hopefully he didn't do that. Obviously he was loved, so hopefully he didn't do that. But when I tell them to come, they come. When I tell them to stand at, at, at attention, they stand at attention. And I understand something about you, and I know something about you, Jesus. I have this need, and I need you to, you're a man of authority, and I've heard good things about you, and I believe that you can speak right where you're at to, to this need that I have. It's pretty, pretty impressive to me. He understood that Jesus had a place of authority, authority over fear, authority over doubt, authority over sickness. I can't help but wonder, as church people, how our faith oftentimes is quite the opposite of the centurion. I read earlier in Corinthians, we walk by faith, not by sight. 
But I think sometimes we're walking more by what we see and less by what we know. I know that's a little bit deep, and I'm not here to pound you with a with hammer this morning and make you feel bad, but I, honestly, this has just been burning in my heart, and I believe it's, this is an on-time on time word. Fear is rampant right now in our society. Don't believe me? Turn on the news. You want to be scared? Turn on the news, right? And fear is run rampant in this time, but look, can I tell you something? Jesus has the authority over all fear. I love the song that we sang just a second ago, Fear Bows, because when Jesus comes into a situation, he changes everything. Maybe you're anxious right now. Can I tell you that Jesus has the authority to speak into the anxiety in your life and give you peace? Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And this is what I know about Jesus, and this is pretty cool. This story, for instance, he marvels at the centurion's faith. And when he marvels at his faith, guess what? He answers his prayer. I can't help but, but think, you know, that if we had this marvelous type of faith like the centurion, how often that God would answer our prayer? pretty amazing to me I, I i mean it just comes to my mind and here's what we need to know about faith faith is about quality not quantity it's the quality of your faith it's not the quantity of your faith we know that uh you know from uh, matthew 17 20 where it says the if we have the faith of a mustard seed that we can we can say to the mountain hey be cast into the sea i think we believe that verse we speak that verse we have trouble walking in that verse myself included I believe today, I think some of you may be trusting a direction in, in your life. Have you ever been there? I am. Can I be honest? I am right now. And I can't help but think if you're trusting for God to do something in your life, you need to walk in this astonishing faith or this marvelous faith like the centurion. Maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're out of a job. Maybe you got furloughed. Maybe you got laid off. I don't know your situation. Can I tell you something? Stand up in your faith and stop, stop looking at what you see. And maybe you've turned in an application. Stop worrying about that and just trust the Lord that he is going to provide for you. Amen? Maybe you need a healing in your body. Can I tell you something? God is still a healer. His blood still flows. Let me tell you something. He can heal you. All you got to do is cry out to him. It's just a matter of faith. Maybe you need a miracle in your marriage. Can I tell you something? It's not too late. God can turn you around. God can turn your spouse around. Speak into that thing. You know, one of the things I'm crying out for right now is this, and I think we're on the cusp of something amazing that's about to happen in, in the church. I think revival is about to just break break free in this nation. I really do. I believe God has taken away all the distractions that we've had and I think God is centering us and he's separating the goats and the sheep and he's separating the chaff and the wheat. And he's doing something right now and he's purifying his church because let me tell you something. Jesus is coming back after a pure bride. Now that was good right there. I don't, that wasn't even in my notes. I remember in Matthew chapter 15 there's the story of the Canaanite woman. 
and you guys know this story, and if you don't, I'll, I'll give you a little preface of what it, what it was. She's, she's basically there, and her, she has a daughter who's demon-possessed. She had a terrible need, right? Canaanite woman. She was a Gentile. She was not a Jew. And she's there, and she is begging Jesus. And you know what Jesus did at first? Ignored her. He just ignored her. Have you ever felt like the Lord was ignoring you? You know what she did? She was persistent. She kept, she kept pursuing the Lord. Lord, please heal my daughter. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. It got to the point that it was so bad that the disciples were like, Jesus, will you do something about this lady? She may not be bugging you, but she's bugging us. Can you do something with her and tell her to leave? And you remember what, what Jesus told her. She said, can you heal my daughter? And Jesus said this. He said, we, do, we don't take bread out of the children's mouth to feed to the dogs. When I, when I read that, I thought, man, that's pretty harsh, Jesus. And he understood something that she wasn't, wasn't an, an Israelite, knew that she was a Canaanite, knew that she, she was a Gentile. And, and she said something that was miraculous back at him. And she said this, Lord you don't do that. You're right. But even the dogs get a crumb every now and again from the master's table. Now listen, I thought about this, and I, I, I've always just kind of struggled with this portion of because I thought, man, that just doesn't look like gracious Jesus to me right there, you know, saying those things. But I begin to think about this, and I believe the Holy Spirit laid this on my heart. When I, when I studied this and I began to think about this, he showed, the Holy Spirit showed me this. This is what the Lord did. But in that moment, he didn't answer her prayer the way right there the way she wanted to. Matter of fact, he made it look impossible. He compared her to a dog. I don't know about you. If somebody compared me to a dog, I'd probably be like, see you later then. I'm out of here. Bark away. I don't know. But it's amazing to me, and, and I thought about that, but even in the midst of that, she didn't cry about what he said to her. She didn't, she didn't whine about it. She just said, she went back to Jesus with just this simple thing. Lord, even the dog, underneath the master's table, they'll, they'll get something every once in a while. And it says that Jesus was moved by her faith, and he said, now your daughter is made whole. I don't know about you, but maybe you're dealing with something, and maybe it seems like that Jesus isn't answering the way that you think. But maybe he's setting you up to move in faith just like this woman. I think Jesus knew what her response was going to be. He, I think he was just showing us. Sometimes we have to press a little bit harder it may seem like there's a glass ceiling. Have you ever prayed and, God, you're not answering my prayers. God, I need this. I need this. And then it's just a matter of God saying, hey, will you pursue me? Will you pursue me in a further and a greater way? Can I tell you something? God has not called you to sit idle, but he's called you to live in faith. Everyone look at your neighbor. And if you have to, cover your mouth. Say, live in faith. Not just faith, but marvelous faith. It amazes me, the centurion who wasn't a Jew, yet his faith was enough for Jesus to stop and say, hey, yeah, he's made whole. Pretty amazing. So jump with me here. We're going to talk about this first one. We talked about marvelous faith. 
Number two right here, if you'll go to Mark chapter 6, here's my second point. And I'm going to ask the worship team. I told you I wasn't going to be too long. I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys to come on up. My second point is simply this. Marvelous unbelief. Everyone say marvelous unbelief. I want you to pay close attention to me, okay? Chapter, uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 1. It says this. He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom, wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? They didn't get their names put out there. I don't know why. And they took offense at him. Notice that. They took offense at him. And... Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own household. And he could do, listen to me, and he could do no mighty work there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Verse 6, listen to this. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he, went about, and he went about among the villages teaching. Look at this. Look at this. The people that knew Jesus the best missed him. In that moment, they missed him. Can I tell you something? Familiarity breeds content. When you're very familiar with something, it breeds contentment within you. You learn, oh, it's just the same old, same old. When you come into church and it's a routine, and there's not a, you know, the scripture tells us this, that his uh, mercies are renewed each and every morning. So each and every day, you ought to wake up and be like, whoo, this is cool. But oftentimes we come in. Week after week. Lord, I know what you're going to do. I know how you're going to do it. The same thing. So-and-so is going to get up and give a word. This is going to be this worship song. It's going to be in this order. It's going to be, and we're familiar with what, how the Lord is moving. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give you just a, a warning here. This is a dangerous place to be right there in that, in that place. And Jesus marveled at their unbelief. He was astonished at their unbelief. They were amazed by his teaching. But they were, but, but listen, once they realized, oh, that's just Jesus. He's just the little, you know, Nazarene kid here. Let's just, let's just, you know, his brothers are here. He's just the carpenter's son. I mean, yeah, what, what good could come from him? I think oftentimes, and you guys can go ahead and play. I, um, we miss the miraculous in our lives because as believers, we've lost faith in who God is. Can I tell you something? I believe 
and I don't, I don't know the situation here, but I, I'm going to generalize the, the American church. I believe in the American church, we've bowed to culture. Instead of God, we've bowed to politics instead of God. And we've bought into this worldly system. And let me tell you something. This is what we're, we're really good at this. We'll post a lot of good things. But do we walk it out? I don't care how good your social media is and what it makes you look like. If you're not living it, so what? Second Timothy 3, 5 says this. This, this verse scares me. I don't know about you, this verse scares me. But it says this, a form of godliness, but denying it. Talking about people here. And, and Paul gives us a, a, a very hard warning here and he says have nothing to do with those people I can't help but think that the people in Jesus' village they had a form of godliness but they missed it I think it's maybe why we failed in the miraculous why don't we see great miracles Jesus said greater things than this shall you do right he told us we would do greater things. Why don't we see that? Maybe it's our unbelief. You know, this world needs Jesus. The culture needs Jesus. You know what will heal our land? Not, not a political system. Sorry, I don't care if you're red, blue, purple, green, whatever you are. You're not the answer. It's not the answer. I don't care what you believe as far as that. The only answer that can save this nation is the Word of God. Amen. I believe that. Do you believe that? Notice Jesus, He does something here. I mean, it says He could do no great thing there, but He did a couple of healings. Despite their unbelief. I want to point something out here. I'm amazed at that. Jesus, they had unbelief, but he's like, oh, I'm still going to heal these people. If we had a couple healings every service, we would be like, this is a great, great service. And Jesus, even with unbelief, is like, I'll just do a couple healings here. But I can't help but think, if we were walking in the type of faith that God asked us to walk in, the miraculous would follow us. Everywhere we go, when we come in this building, I believe people would be delivered. I believe people would be healed. I believe bondages would be broken. I believe marriages would be fixed. Because when Jesus comes in, he changes everything. Amen? Amen? Come on and give him a hand. How much more could the Lord do if we repented and said, God, forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for my familiarity of who I think you are and the box that I've put you in, Jesus. Can I ask you this? Is your faith 
attracting God or is it stifling Him? Do you have marvelous faith or do you have marvelous unbelief? It's sad to me that these people missed Him. They knew Him the best, but they missed their moment. I don't know about you. I don't want to miss my moment. Matter of fact, I, I don't care who knows it. I'll, I'll scream it out like Elf did in the movie. You know, I'm in a store and I'm singing. I don't, I, I don't want to miss my moment. Right? I say this, God forgive us. God forgive us. God forgive us for missing you. God forgive me. God forgive me, Lord, for being familiar, Lord, overly, overly too familiar with who you are, not seeking you like I should, not knowing you like I should. My question to you today is this, marvelous faith or marvelous unbelief? Can you bow your heads with me all across this building? Do you have a faith that astonishes the Lord? I don't know about you, but I, I want to have that kind of faith. Lord, will you give me the kind of faith like the centurion did, God, that I can trust you, that even when I, you're not right there with me, or it seems like you're a long ways away, Lord, that you can speak into my situation, my trial, and my problem, and Lord, that you can move on my behalf. God, forgive us. Can I tell you today, the choice is yours. Does your faith astonish Jesus? Or does it make him feel rejected? I want to encourage you today that, that Christ has called to do abundantly above anything you could ask. I mean, he'll blow your mind if you'll just step into that today. Come on, will you stand with me all across this building? Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. God, for your grace and mercy today. God, Lord, will you give your people astonishing faith? God, will you teach us what that is? Will you show us what that is? Will you Show us how to not just believe it and not just to speak it, but how to walk that out. God, as we go to our jobs, as we go through the stores, God, let our faith astonish you. God, help us to not walk by sight, by what we see, God. Not what we see on the media, God, and, and not what, we're, what, what is overly concerned and not all these things. But, God, help us to see what you have in store for us. Because, God, we believe, Lord, like Ephesians 2.10 says, that we are your masterpiece. God, you've, you've already ordained great things for us in advance. And, God, we pray, Lord, that as your church, Lord, we will, we will fulfill those things. God, just like Abraham, God, just like Elijah, just like David, God, help us to step out in faith and not be afraid. The opposite of fear, listen to me, the opposite of fear is not doubt, it's unbelief.
The opposite of faith, excuse me, the opposite of faith is not doubt, it's unbelief. And maybe you're here and you say, TJ, I've let unbelief creep into my life. I haven't felt the Lord's presence. I've become a little bit too familiar with where I'm at. And I want to feel His presence again. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed. Come on, all across this building. Say, I want to feel His presence again. Will you, just by an action of faith, no one looking, just raise your hand. Come on, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands going up. Hands going up. Can we all do this? Can we all lift our hands? Is that okay? If you're not comfortable with that, take it up with the Bible. It's in there, okay? Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give us marvelous faith. God, that where doubt and unbelief have come into play, God, I pray, Lord, that you would take those things, God, and remove them. But, Lord, what I know about you, Lord, when something is removed out of our lives, God, you put faith back into that place. God, those who are dealing with situations this morning, God, I don't, I don't know very many people in this building, but, God, I believe that you change everything. God, in a moment, God, you change the centurion servant's life. God, in a moment, you, you, you the Canaanite woman's daughter, Lord, you change that her. So, God, today, God, by faith, God, we speak it. God, we believe it. And, Lord, we put action behind it right now. God, we confess right now, God, that faith would move mountains. God, mountains of unbelief, marriages that, are, that people think are, are going to fail. God, turn them around. God, those who need healing, God, I pray healing. God, those who need deliverance, I pray deliverance. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. Come on, we're going to sing this song that we sang earlier. I want you to do something with us this morning. I want you to put some faith behind it this morning. Don't just sing it as lyrics up there. I want you to sing it from your heart like you believe it, like you know it, like you know God is going to see you through. Say, I don't have a problem. Believe it for your neighbor. Believe it for somebody around you because I believe God is going to do the extraordinary. I believe it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Come on, let's sing it. Sing it out. Show us, Lord. Show us, Lord. Show us, Lord. It's what we need. It's what we need. Oh. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy. Come on, put some faith behind it. Oh. 
God, give us marvelous faith. Give us marvelous faith. Again, I want to thank you guys for your hospitality and for being here. A moment to speak into your life. I don't, I don't take it lightly. Because I know this, that you matter to God. Yeah, you, 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 you matter to God. And I, I think the time is urgent. And I think God is calling us to a deeper place. That may take a little bit more on our part, but that's okay, right? I don't know about you, but I want to be that person that says, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you so much. You guys have been gracious. And uh, it's been an honor. So I'm going to ask Brother David to come back up here. Thank you so much. buckets as you're leaving the sanctuary or you can give according to the screen above right there and then um, I want to give you some guidance for tonight so you know what to expect so we are having a six o'clock service and um, pastor TJ will be with us again he's gonna he said he's gonna give a sermon it so we'll see what that means and uh, you'll have an opportunity to learn a little bit more about him and his family and then right after that um, we're going to transition real quick into our business, or not business, but our, our vote, our meeting. And um, uh, one more thing, we're going to have a question and answer session. It'll be, a, it'll be really short, like maybe 15 minute time limit. If uh, you have a question that you, you're wondering something about the family or anything like that, um, submit those written questions to a board member this afternoon. We'll go over those questions, make sure there's no repeats, and um, we'll, we're going to throw out the silly questions because I've been asked by a, a kid, like, um, will the new pastor change the soap in the bathrooms? So we, we won't have any questions like that. So, but you guys have a blessed afternoon, and um, we'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock. You're dismissed. <laughs>